You're listening to the Steve Fund Speak On It podcast. The Steve Fund is one of the leading nonprofit organizations in the United States that promotes the emotional well-being and mental health of students of color. The goal of this podcast is to create a space for students and professionals alike to come together to discuss a plethora of topics relating to mental health and the challenges that Black, Indigenous, and people of color may face during their academic and professional careers. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by our hosts and guest panelists on the show are their own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of the Steve Fund. It is important to note that the information shared on this podcast cannot and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with a health or mental health care professional. If you or a loved one need help, please reach out to a health or mental health provider or the Steve Fund Crisis text line, which you can access by texting Steve to 741-741. Thank you and enjoy. everyone and welcome back to another episode of Speak On It. Today we'll be thinking about looking into the future and the pros and cons that it has. Today we're joined by two very special guests, Gabby and Kyle. Um, I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. Hi, my name is Kyle and I am a senior at Dublin High School. And I'm Gabby and I'm a senior at Bishop Dowd High School in Oakland. So before we dive into the topic, we'll share our rosebuds and thorns. Rosebud and thorn, a rose is something beautiful, a thorn is a pain, and a bud is something you're looking forward to. So I'm going to go ahead and start with my thorn for this past week. And let's see, honestly, the biggest thorn in my life this week. Okay, it's a little bit TMI. But I had accidentally locked my cat in my room. She kind of pooped in my bathroom. (laughs) And so then I had to clean that up, like clean the stench out. She's okay. Like it was only gone for like a couple hours, but there was an awful stench. And so that was my thorn. (laughs) And then my rose, something good that happened this week. I was able to start watching some of my lectures for the upcoming school semester that hasn't exactly started yet and honestly that seems kind of like crazy in retrospect but I just want to stay on top of things so I think that was good because usually I always like fall behind and a bud something that I'm hopeful for I would say I'm looking forward to going back to school and just starting a new semester having a clean slate and hanging out with my friends who I haven't seen in like a month. So my thorn for the week, this really just came to mind. One night, just like this one subway train just stopped running after I'd already walked all the way to the stop. And as soon as I got there, they were like, no L, no L. And I was like, what do you mean? So then I ended up just calling an Uber and going home. But it just, it that was an inconvenience. And it was very cold outside. It's just been very cold over here. So that, that was definitely <laughs> the thorn <laughs> A rose would probably be like after work one night, I, I just walked over to the music inn, which is like this historic music store in the neighborhood where I work. And I like caught the last two performances of this open mic. And then I was just like chatting with people and jamming. Oh, that's so fun. cool. And then my bud is, is going back next week and hopefully performing something I wrote. If you ever record it, please send it. I actually want to see this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll get someone to take a video of it. Cool. So I can share it. Um, I guess starting off strong, um, 
my rose for this week was um, I helped organize this fundraiser at my school um, that was do- going to donate to um, this organization that helps um, provide social services to like homeless people in the area. And we raised like $1,700 um, just like with student donations. Oh, wow. So that was impressive. Like, and then Thorn, it's been really like rainy and stormy here um, in the Bay Area. And um, it's definitely been like not ideal with like the road conditions. And then also like school outfits, like I can't wear a rain jacket all the time. Come on now. <laughs> a little much. <laughs> um, and then my bud is definitely getting more time to relax over this long weekend. I would have to say that one rose that happened to me this week was that uh, the club that I'm in, we're starting to also do like school-wide events and host new things uh, to like spread awareness of different topics regarding mental health. And one bud that I'm looking forward to next week is, is uh, being able to see all of my teachers and friends again now that school started again. And then one thorn is that, let's see, I guess just staying on top of my schoolwork and maintaining my extracurricular activities because my extracurricular activities can sometimes be way too much. Yeah, sometimes it's super easy to get behind on like schoolwork and stuff. (laughs) It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. (laughs) But thank you. I think Danny was saying thank you yeah. everyone for sharing your rosebuds and thorns. Mm-hmm. And I guess that leads us to our main question for today about what are the pros and cons of thinking about the future? Because as high school students, um, Gabby and Kyle, you guys are seniors and I assume you guys all submitted your college app because it's already january and sorry just a minor note danny what if some people aren't going to college afterwards i don't know originally this episode was going to be about like fortune cookies and and other methods of divination and whether they have any merit but then i feel like you kind of made it a little bit more relevant and was like let's make this about college students so (laughs) people have other plans too for the future after high school um, and people have different approaches to it, I think. Like some people are like, I have like the next five years of my life planned out and other people are like, I'm just taking Let's kill the here. next five years in college and go in debt. Yeah. We could maybe ask each person to share what they like thinking about in the future and what they don't like thinking about in the future. I think things I like thinking about in the future are just like, I think like where I'll end up professionally. And then things I don't like thinking about are like the climate crisis. <laughs> um yeah I I don't know I think that just really always gets me down and I'm reading this book right now called flight behavior and it's just it reminds me of how everyone just has kind of a different take on it I mean I think most people agree that it climate change is real but some people would prefer not to be 100% certain about it and they might have different reasons for doing that like if they are thinking that I don't know. Some things are just not within your control. So it just kind of makes sense how they would want to kind of ignore it and not think about it because it's not something they can control. And I think that's something that just makes the future uncomfortable in general because we don't actually know what's going to happen. And that's also what's so exciting about it. 
Um, I kind of, I kind of feel the same way, <clears throat> and I, I feel like I have a love-hate relationship thinking about the future because on one side, there's all of like the things that you can think about, like achieving personal goals or uh, strengthening relationships, like fulfilling your perfect lifestyle, but at the same time, there's people who think. way too much into the future and it starts to get to like the the serious issues uh in regards to like uh political turmoil i think or maybe even like uh covid19 for example which threw off a lot of people's goals me personally i sometimes get like a bit discouraged um when things don't go to plan so I just feel like if you keep thinking about the future too much, then you wouldn't have enough time to actually like enjoy where you are right now. I agree with you that thinking about the future, like, you know, it's great to think about your future goals, like strengthening relationships and all of that. But I think personally for me, whenever I do think about those stuff, like, yeah, as great as it could be, if I think about it too much, I don't know about you guys, but I end up thinking about how everything could potentially go wrong. Does that happen with you guys? Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Like, you can overdo it, and you can also have a bias towards thinking about things that can go wrong. Like, I feel like you can either be biased towards, like, things that could go right or things that could go wrong. They always say you can't really be an optimist and, a, and um, the opposite of that. I forget. Pessimist at the same Pessimist. Time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you were both at the same time, maybe you'd be a realist. Like, whenever people say, I'm not an optimist, but I'm also not a pessimist. I'm a realist. And some people would say, you're not a realist, you're an overthinker. And then like planning versus worrying. This was a question I had recently. How much planning is too much planning? Because there's this really popular app a lot of people at my school use called Notion. I don't know if you guys use this, but I tried to use it and it just was like too much. It was like, I feel like I'm planning out every single aspect of my life. And I don't really like that. Like I like using a planner and I like having like a calendar, but I don't like to go overboard with it. I don't know. What do you guys think? Oh, like for me, I definitely consider myself like a big planner, like in terms of like future plans. Like, okay, like I have a five year plan, I have a 10 year plan. Like, I know what I want. Oh my do, goodness, right? really? <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. The last time I created, okay, this is really bad. The last time I created a five year, 10 year plan was for a high school assignment. And my life has been like tossed upside down since then. With college and I my like myself switching majors and everything yeah. I'm like okay oh. I kudos to you I commend that I, that is awesome yeah my 10-year plan is not so much as a plan but definitely my five-year plan is like a plan um because it's like as a high school senior it's like okay the next step is college that's the next four years and then that's only one year like re one remainder year that you have left to plan um but I agree with what Danny was saying like planning can definitely come into like worrying like it crosses that line when like you start freaking out and something doesn't go according to your plan and that's definitely something that I've like been trying to improve on like okay when I have my set plan if something doesn't go according to plan as things often do it's like okay where are you going from that because I feel like that ability in itself like that's kind of the that's kind of like the peak of like almost what planning is about like the ability to have a plan and then when you get diverged 
how to go back and recenter and refocus and continue doing like what you intended to do. Cause it's about like living with intention. So it's not like, Oh, just going all willy nilly. Like, Oh, I don't really know what I'm doing. Like just kind of floating around, but it's said, it's like, okay, I kind of feel lost in this moment, but like, let me look back on my plan or just like what goals I have for myself. And let me see how I can diverge back to that and keep going with that path of intention. I love how you use the words recenter and refocus. Like I really resonate with that because um, and going back to your intention, like if things don't go exactly according to your plan, it doesn't mean you can't like get to the heart of what you really wanted to do all along. I guess I had a question in regards to recentering and refocusing because I personally, I, in high school, I used to be a major planner. I would always write down everything I need to do and I would even give times allotted to each task so for each assignment I'd be like okay that would take me 45 minutes max um we're gonna do this assignment next and that's like 30 minutes or like an hour and a half and whatnot and now whenever I create such a plan in college because college is in my opinion different a lot different than high school um, sometimes I would get so overwhelmed and writing down everything and then being unable to do what I had initially planned can really throw me off for the day. And I guess my question is, how can you recenter, refocus on the main task at hand without feeling so discouraged by something not going the way you plan. I think discouragement, disappointment, rejection, all these things I think are like in the same family. And I feel like they're emotions that a lot of people have trouble dealing with. And it it can just kind of like really like what happens like when a wrench is thrown in your plan? It's like an insult to your plan. It's like, wow, like so my plan was not like reality proof. Like that's kind of disappointing. Especially when you attach your ego to your plan because that can really like set you back. <laughs> Yeah, it's sort of as if you have this whole plan for the future, okay? You, like, detail everything, how you want, like, the next four years of your life to go. And then all of a sudden, something gets thrown your way, and everything that you thought was once true or was possible is no longer possible. And so it kind of just disrupts your whole thinking and your whole process as in, what am I doing? Is this... Am I still doing the right thing? And yeah, how do you recenter? In order to recenter, uh, it's important to break the tasks into smaller, more man- manageable chunks rather than having like one overarching goal. Because, <clears throat> for example, if you want to, let's say you want to make, uh, let's say you want to make a thousand dollars, you can't just go from zero to one thousand dollars, but you first need to think of a way to make money. And first you can say, today I want to get my $10. I want to get $10 today. Slowly but surely you'll end up completing your task. But as you said, for schoolwork, uh, it, rather than like maybe doing like all of your math work, instead you could break it down and do like, I'll do... 10 problems here take like a five minute break and then 
to do the rest, take another five minute break. And then you just want to take breaks often. That's what I was thinking. I, I really like how you mentioned that, Kyle, because like breaks are kind of like little detours that you can implement. Like you have control over when you take a break a lot of the time and um, they can actually like contribute to flow. Like flow doesn't necessarily mean like forcing yourself to do it uh, in one sitting, like taking breaks I think it's like a natural part of of how we work how we like flow how we think so um sometimes breaks are imposed on us or sometimes we get to choose them but I think either way I think they're just always going to be there like nothing's like a straight line necessarily you get a lot farther in life with ups and downs because the downs will also help propel you forward and living in fear of the future that anticipatory fear is common and I think that if we try to like avoid those painful experiences to fight that anticipatory fear you're not going to get very far in life and I think you're just going to end up meeting when you do inevitably meet failure from like whatever future event it's going to hit a lot more and I think being able to accept failure for what it is is pretty important I guess that leads to one of our other questions. How do you guys think thinking about the future can make life more meaningful? Oh, yeah. I think it kind of goes back to what I said in the beginning. It's like living with intention. Um, So you're really like, it's almost like you're living life to the fullest because you're doing exactly what you want to do. Like, even when you get sidetracked or when like life kind of comes in your way, you're still like living with that intention to like reach your goals and that's kind of like living life to the fullest because like you're doing exactly what you want to do and also like you don't have to have such a rigid plan like I also like when I was writing down my new year's resolutions I was also like putting in the thing like go out more have more fun like don't stay in on the weekends like it's kind of like it's not restricted to just having a plan in terms of like academics or career like you can plan for social time and like have goals in that sense so I think that's kind of how it makes life a little bit more meaningful Um, I definitely agree with both of you guys, how you guys say that you shouldn't plan like a specific goal, a specific goal, but more of a general term for what you want to accomplish. Because if you, if you uh, plan a certain goal, then you're going to get so caught up in trying to complete that one goal and you're going to sacrifice other means in order to achieve that. But if you 
say like an overarching goal, like what Kaelin said, um, to do what makes me happy. That's more broad and you won't have to be so set on trying to fulfill one thing, but rather if it makes you happy, it can be a more, it could be just more open to interpretation. I think it's important to note that doing what makes you happy does not, is not really an excuse to be lazy. <laughs> I have to remind myself <laughs> of that because <laughs> I just realized how lazy that sounds like, you know, let's run two less miles. But I think it's important to remember that progress is progress in any way. Each day, it's not pointless. Taking a day to do nothing for yourself, like for self-care or to be more appreciative of like the little things in life. Every day is important, even if all you're doing that day is nothing. I think we can do the takeaways. I would say my main takeaway is that um, you shouldn't get too caught up into the future. And how we talked about planning and the difference between planning and worrying. Because I can definitely see myself, like, even now, I was, I was thinking about this podcast. And I was thinking I was planning what to like talk about but at the same time I was also worrying about like everything that could possibly go wrong and now that I'm actually here it wasn't that bad it wasn't even bad so I just feel like the human brain and what they overthink and how much they overthink definitely has a serious effect on mental health and all that. Yeah, um, I would definitely say my main takeaway is like everyone kind of does different ways of like planning to get to their goals and that all of those are like valid Um, and definitely like the line between planning and worrying and kind of knowing how to recognize that for yourself. My takeaway from today's conversation was in regards to failure and sometimes taking a day to do nothing in order to move forward in life. And it kind of reminds me of that one quote where it was, it is necessary sometimes to take one step backward, to take two steps forward. And I think that's something that I want to try to remember more whenever I make a mistake or when something doesn't go to plan in my life. Well, thank you everyone for joining us on this episode of Speak On It, and we'll see you in the next episode.